Welcome to In the Making. I'm Selena, and today we're going to talk about friendship and how God uses friendship to form us. This is a very special episode for me because I actually have two of my very close friends on this podcast because I thought that it would be fun on an episode of friendship to have very, very close friends uh, to be with me. And so here I have uh, Karen and Patrick. And I I first met Karen at McMaster University. I remember maybe the first time that I met her was actually at an event where it was like a, a women's breakfast that Power to Change was holding and Karen was singing these Disney songs that were absolutely beautiful and then after when we got up to pay she was standing in line in front of me or behind me and she complimented my makeup and I just said thank you and she was just so kind to me and genuinely interested in me and I think we exchanged emails and became like MSN buddies because that was the thing at the time. Um, and Karen just like invited me over to her house um, and told me deep things about her life. And the whole time I was like, why does this person want to be my friend? Um, I don't understand why she wants to be my friend. And I think that um, growing up, I was so used to Um, maybe women taking an interest in me because they were actually interested in my brother. But Karen was not interested in my brother. She was interested in her now husband, um, which she told me about very early on, which also surprised me. And I think the thing that I um, knew about Karen was that she loved me because she loved Jesus. And that really came out of her that it didn't feel like there was anything really unique or special about me, but there was something unique about the way that Karen loved me and sought to get to know me and really pursued me in friendship. And she just like taught me lots about God and what it means to follow God and still does today. And Patrick, Patrick, I met my first year on staff at Ryerson University. And Patrick was one of my students um, at the time. But we very quickly became friends. Actually, the first time I met Patrick was at a conference. I don't know if uh, he remembers this or not, but I remember it was at a Ryerson lunch and I still wasn't assigned to a campus yet. And I had to go to U of T and York and Ryerson functions. And um, I met Patrick at this conference and I was just like, that guy, I want to be that guy's friend. Um, Probably because I felt like he was like the least awkward of the people who were there <laughs> and just somebody who I could be friends with naturally. Uh, and then I tried to start this very long like conversation um, with like the whole table, which like did not work out at all, but it was mostly so I could like actually talk to Patrick um, <laughs> and that it would be more fun. Um, but later on in uh, that year, actually, my father passed away and then my brother got married and I, I was working at Ryerson full time. And Patrick just became like family to me. I have no idea why or how it happened. Um, it just happened. We were always together. And um, I also felt like Patrick really cared about me and loved me. And I remember even one time being at my mom's place and getting a text from Patrick and he just like, he was like, oh, you're not doing well. And he could like tell from my text that I wasn't doing well. And I thought that was really weird, but but amazing that that's how well he knew me. Um, and he just became a brother to me in a time where I think I really did need good male friends in my life um, and has become like, a brother. I tell him everything, maybe too much. <laughs> He's laughing. 
Um, yeah. And, and okay. A fun thing is I think the, the only time that all three of us have been together was at this concert. Do you guys remember this concert? I remember when you guys came to my house before the concert, because I spent all this time making this big batch of chili, except that I had used Indian chili powder instead of, you know, Mexican chili powder and it made it inedible <laughs> not true it was good i thought it was delicious i grew up i, I ate indian uh you know chili powder over mexican chili powder growing up so you know i i kind of liked it and it might have been too spicy but my pride wouldn't have let me show that so i think i might probably just push through and enjoyed it but yeah and you didn't even end up coming to the concert did you no i did you yeah, did? she was definitely there. Yeah, <laughs> something changed when we when we got there. Like, huh? It was, it was a hectic night. <laughs> it was a crazy night. So we went to a ska concert, and there was like several bands there. And I remember the one band that we actually wanted to see was not there, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is like hilarious. And then um, at the very end, all the bands rushed on the stage. This is like the only memory. I don't remember the chili, but I remember this. All the bands rushed on the stage and we're all like singing together and like partying on stage. And this yeah. one guy who just got so into it, decided to throw a beer bottle into the crowd, but the roof was low and the beer bottle hit the roof and then smashed all over this one poor, very disappointed girl. And then um, that was when another friend of ours who is with us, my friend Abon, ushered us out like ducklings. She was like, okay, time to go. We're done here. Our, our evening is finished. We're leaving. <laughs> yeah, they party different in Hamilton. <laughs> They party really different in Hamilton, or we yeah. just haven't been to enough parties. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's discuss friendship. Um, so I, I've been really blessed by both of your friendships, and both of your friendships have been things that I really do think that God has used to actually bring healing in my life, um, both with women and with men, and um, in the ways in which you guys have pursued me in, in friendship. And I don't always think I'm like the best pursuer in friendship. So I, I appreciate the pursuit. Thank you guys uh, for doing that. Um, but friendship is kind of, I, I don't know, it's not necessarily like the sexiest of relationships, maybe <laughs> that are listed in the Bible, you know, um, you, but but I think friendship is like something that that God uses to shape and form us. Why why does God use this this particular relationship to shape us? Um, I think God uses friendships to shape us because our God Himself is a God of friendship. Um, while I'm not going to talk about sort of like the theology behind uh, fellowship within the Trinity, but um, we as image bearers. Uh, and representatives of gods, um, friendship is within our very nature. And there's this quote by Tim Keller I really like, um, that he says that the less you want friends, the less like God you are. See, good quote, eh? Um, <laughs> and uh, even we see in scripture, like starting from Genesis, uh, God's creating and he's saying, God saw it was very good. Um, and that's sort of repeated several times throughout chapter one. But then chapter two, we see one of the things that was not good and it wasn't good that man should be alone. So Adam is living 
but he lives in isolation and God calls that a problem. And this is all happening before sin enters the world. So I, from what I'm seeing in scripture is that the first problem in scripture wasn't sin. It was actually solitude. Mm. This solitude wasn't a result of the fall. So God's telling us through scripture that a world without friendship isn't good. But we know what happens in Genesis 3. Um, you know, God walks with Adam and Eve in friendship, but sin broke that friendship with God. And it didn't just impact uh, friendship with God. It also impacted relationships, um, you know, with others. But because of Jesus and because of the cross, uh, the greatest act of friendship um, happened by his death and then his resurrection. And scripture says that, he has turned us who were his enemies into friends. Uh, John 55 says that no longer do I call you servants. I have called you friends. So Jesus has given us his friendship uh, for those who trust in him. And he doesn't count our sin against him. He forgives us. And then he's restored that friendship that was broken with God at the beginning. And because we find ourselves reconciled to God, we are sort of admitted into this new body of believers so like the capital c church um and so we are able to because of christ love others as jesus loves we forgive one another as jesus has forgiven us and bear with one another all the while knowing that the greatest power of being a better friend with one another is being befriended by christ so i think sort of this big picture sort of um you know, narrative of what God has done for us through Christ. This shapes us to be who God created us to be as friends and who God wants us to be as friends. Mm. Those are my thoughts. Those are so well composed. Oh, man. <laughs> Karen, that was awesome, Karen. Um, wow, okay. I can add to that, uh, but it won't be anywhere near as coherent. Um, yeah, I think uh, along with what Karen said, I, we're made in, in the image of God and God himself exists in community with himself within the Trinity. So in being in community and in friendship with one another, we're reflecting that part of our image of God. So I think it's just inherent in us to, to want to live um, and thrive in a community uh, of believers. And I think the, the, the question was, why does God use friendship to shape us, right? So mm -hmm. I guess the why to me is because he's made us all in his image, but all of us are made very different. So the the the, the verse that comes to mind, I guess, is First uh, Corinthians twelve, uh, where it talks about you know a body being made up of many parts. It was you know referring to the church, but I think that applies to the communities that we live in and the friendships that we have. Um, I think that all of my friendships, including uh, the one I have with you, Selena, they they're dynamic, and I'm not friends with anybody who's exactly like me which mm -hmm. is a really good thing. I'd probably hate someone who's exactly like me, but I think people, you know, bring different, um, different personalities, you know, they, they care about different things. They have different hearts for, you know, different things. We're all built uniquely uh, by God. And by having, you know, a, a diverse array of friendships, you can kind of learn to see um, different people 
through God's eyes and, and love them anyways and, and learn to love and appreciate differences. And I think the friendships are actually what help us build and appreciate the differences between people um, and allows us to use those appreciations for those differences in other contexts where we're maybe not friends with somebody, but can still appreciate those differences. So um, I don't want to use up like my entire clip on the first question, but there there's a really good quote by C.S. Lewis. And I, this is like all the quotes I have now. So I don't have anything to refer to after this. Um, but it's, it's part of a bigger quote where uh, he talks about friendship in his book, The Four Loves. Uh, I don't know how much to shorten it. Um, let me, I'm going to go from here. He says, but for a Christian, there are strictly speaking, no chances. He's referring to uh, our friendships. A secret master of ceremonies has been at work. Christ, who said to the disciples, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, can truly say to every group of friends, Christian friends, you have not chosen one another, but I have chosen for you one another. The friendship is not a reward for our discriminating and good taste in finding one another out. It is the instrument by which God reveals to each of us the beauties of others. And I feel like that's kind of reflected in our relationship, Selena, because neither of us really understand the beginnings of our friendship. <laughs> where There was proximity, but we kind of both mutually decided, like, I'm going to be that person's friend. I was maybe the, the least awkward to you in a group of people. And that was, you know, something that you were, uh, you were drawn to. And for you, you were a new staff member. I was at a weird place in my like confidence in university where I was like, this person feels like they're a little bit uncomfortable here. I'm either going to befriend them or make it worse for them. <laughs> so <laughs> I decided to talk to you or both. And so I decided, I think I even came to you. I'm like, you know what? We're going to be friends. And you're like, all right, I don't know how to take that. And then it ended up becoming like the friendship that it is today. So I, I feel that my friendships and our friendship in particular, um, they're God ordained and God has a, has a purpose to them in, um, just teaching us about about others and uh, just reflecting a, a more holistic picture of, of who God is. Mm. Yeah, even think about all of our friend, like my friendships with you guys and friends with other people. Like you're right, like there is very little that we actually have in common in some ways. Like I think we, what we truly have in common is our relationship with God. But in terms of like where we grew up or our backgrounds um, or uh, like um, some of our interests don't quite match up or even uh, maybe some of the ways that we express our faith doesn't always align perfectly or our like our thoughts and the way that we think are quite different. Um, our genders are different, you know, mm -hmm. here as well. <laughs> um, and, but there's, there's so many differences and yet there is something beautiful about God bringing us together in this friendship um, to teach us more about people, about who we are as individuals and about who God is as well. Um, that I'm, I am actually quite thankful for. Um, you guys kind of mentioned that, that God actually extends friendship to us. And I'm, I'm curious, like Karen, you talked about how we see that, that beautiful picture, especially in the gospel. Um, but how else have you experienced the friendship of God? Well, I think um, looking back over this, you know, the various seasons of my life, um, I think being a mother has been one of the uh, most loneliest seasons of my life. You know, there's, I've experienced sort of friendship richness and friendship conflicts and friendship droughts. And I would say motherhood sort of has primarily been a season of friendship drought for me. Uh, and by that, I mean, um, 
you know, friends within like close proximity and within a faith community. And um, yeah, I have felt very lonely. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say that I have had to fellowship with Christ in this season of loneliness. Um, Philippians 3 uh, was sort of the scripture I go to so that I may know him um, and the fellowship in, and to fellowship with him in his sufferings. And I think because of my loneliness, I've gone to Christ because he has known what it is to be lonely. He experienced loneliness even at the beginning of his ministry in the desert and most definitely at the end of the cross where he, um, his own father had left him. So Jesus knows what it means to be lonely because he was misunderstood. He was betrayed and rejected. And so I've met him in that loneliness. And that's where I would say, I think uh, what comes to mind when I think of being friends with God is meeting me in my loneliness and in my suffering. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of an ongoing thing. (laughs) Yeah. Patrick, what about for you? Yeah, that's a very, that's an interesting question. I don't know if I've, ever thought of my relationship with God in with that language. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think if I were to apply that language to my relationship, I would begin to see, you know, areas in which that that's true. I felt uh, God as, um, I guess, maybe more of like a, a parental figure, a, like a guiding, loving figure. So I've, I've, I feel like the, the language of like being a child of God resonates really well with me. Um, friendship with God it's it's funny the first time you said that i was like oh i've never heard those words um except for that song uh, jesus is a friend of mine which is, <laughs> which is a banger and everyone should listen to it um yeah i, I haven't think, thought of it strictly within those terms i know god has has uh, maybe expressed his love for me through like the variety of friendships and the, the volume of friendships that i've had throughout my life i've also felt the i guess the richness in in relationships um and i guess recently too i've gone through uh, a drought um in in terms of like i was i had very high intensity or capacity of friendships in toronto and i have tons of really good positive relationships that helped form who i am and then i moved to guelph and that shrunk a little bit and then i moved to kitchener and then that shrunk a little bit more not that I have unfriended people, but I just see them less and you don't have that uh, constant, you know, dialogue with them. You don't have the back and forth. You don't have the, the mutual investment there. So I've gone from like a season of plenty to a season maybe of less. And I think I've seen God work in that just by using that volume of, of friendships in my 20s to kind of help shape and form me and prepare me for this season of, I guess, less or the season of drought where I think they they really serve to build me up in my faith and even my, you know, the formation of my personality and who I am to be able to come to a point and be kind of confident and resilient in this season of my life to know who I am and therefore not be dependent on the amount of friendships that I, I have uh, now in relation to what I had then. So, yeah, I think God has seasons for everything and I think seasons for friendships too. And I think that's another thing that, um, is maybe underappreciated is that a lot of friendships have seasons and when a season comes to an end, that's actually not a bad thing. It could be a beautiful thing because it's meant for a time in your life and that season is gone, but that doesn't mean that you don't look at that season with a lot of fondness or a lot of love or just look back on it, you know, just happy that it happened and just thankful for, you know, the beauty that you were able to experience throughout it. 
Yeah, it's kind of funny that you're saying that because I was I was thinking about one particular friendship uh, that I have, and I was like, oh, when this person gets married, we probably won't be friends anymore. <laughs> and I've already like come to the conclusion of the end of this friendship. And <laughs> yeah, you do that. You just you tried that with me too. I remember. I did try that with Patrick. when I when I graduated. You tried to friend break up with me. You're like, we're not going to be friends when I graduate, and that's probably the the reason we're friends today is because I just defiantly chose to maintain a friendship. It's true. Actually, your response was, "I friendship break up with you," and then I was like, "No, no, 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 no. I don't want that. I don't want a friendship break up." It was a purely defensive reaction. But yeah, go on. And now friends. It's yeah. true. But I was I was thinking about how um, if God brings that friendship to a close, it doesn't negate how good the friendship actually is currently and that I should be thankful for what it is in this moment and the provision um, that God is providing me in this season and that he will provide again, maybe in a different manner in the future. If like that person does get married and we're no longer friends, who can know, right? I mean, and why do I always predict the worst? That's awful, (laughs) but I do. (laughs) It's true to me. I really like what you both have sort of addressed in, you know, the season of friendship and being content with um, it's, you know, it's ending or it's fading away and not that it's a bad thing necessarily, but I'm curious how you guys sort of um, end that well, because that's something I find really hard where I've seen a lot of seasons in friendships and I see a lot of friendships coming to an end, but I always have a hard time because I feel like we need to have like a conversation or something. Our friendship is coming to an end, but I don't know if that's my personality or if you guys have experienced similar sort of conflicts about having a conversation that our friendship is moving on or, I don't know, thoughts? I feel like I tend to live my life maybe a little bit more in the the gray or in the crossfade of friendships, where I think a lot of my friendships have kind of maybe uh, faded in a way that they're, I'm just not close with a lot of people, but I would still kind of hold them close in my heart. And if I saw them again, I think that would spark up right away. But I wouldn't. I don't think I'd feel the need maybe to um, to bring that to a close because I guess maybe I don't see it as a close. It's more kind of like a you know a gradient or a graph or like a crossfade where it kind of fades out and then maybe it might come back in. I mean, how would you reopen it again? That'd be awkward if you ended one and then like a year later you found out that you know you could be friends again, <laughs> reopen that uh, that friendship. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I think a lot. Yeah, a lot of my friendships. I think they maybe maybe it'd be good to have those conversations. Maybe on the other side, people are hurt that I don't talk to them. But I feel like there's kind of a mutual understanding of like, yeah, you're you're far now. We don't see each other as much. When we do, it's great. Um, but you know, a lot of times when my friendships have faded, I, I feel like it's been kind of mutual, where you know both people have kind of gradually gone on to their um, into their own world and onto their own lives, and there's not really a lot of animosity or uh, bitterness to it. I could be wrong, though. Maybe a lot of people hate me, and I have no idea. I, I don't think people hate you. You're a very lovable person, and I'll fight them. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I can't fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, for me, it kind of depends on what has happened in the friendship and, like, how it's kind of fading or if it if it feels like that abruptness um, and maybe how much I want to fight for the friendship as well. Like, sometimes I think it is appropriate to um to say to someone like hey i've noticed like you're pulling away and maybe i'm just making that up but um is like did i do something or is there a way that we can be closer or 
something. Um, I've done that once that I can think of in like the near, like not so long ago. And they, they weren't in a good place. And they were like, yeah, like when I, um, when I'm like having a hard time, I pull away from people and I'm sorry about doing that. And like, thanks for pursuing me. And the friendship has continued since, but then there are other people who um, it isn't quite great to fight for the friendship. Yeah. For friendship is, friendship can be tricky for sure. Um, but how, how have you seen God use friendship to form and shape who you are? I think just, Similar to what I said in the past, I, I've developed friendships with people that have prevented me from getting too much into a, a similar pattern of thinking. I think Tim Keller was the one who talked about like, anyone who you, who you agree with 100%, like, you know, is an idol. <laughs> if, you agree with that, if you don't disagree with someone on anybody, then they're probably an idol, um, which was the first time that I was convicted about Tim Keller possibly being an idol. Because I was like, that is true. I agree with that. And almost everything else you say, maybe I should look into that and see if, uh, if, if that's true of that. But I think uh, that's been reflected in my friendships too, where God's given me friendships with a lot of people who have um, just a diverse uh, background of thinking, whether it's just like theologically or, or politically or just how they view the world. Um, my friends are very different than, than I am. And I think the, um, God uses the similarities, I guess, in personality. Like there's, I'm not friends with people who are the antithesis of me. Like Selena, we have overlaps with, you know, interests and like, we like movies and music and and that kind of thing. And and that kind of overlaps and brings us together and our faith brings us together. But, um, you know, with a lot of my friends, we have a very different perspective. And I think that helps uh, challenge me a little bit more not get too comfortable uh, with, with my own thoughts and ideas and not kind of just be like a little bit of a, um, what do you call it, an echo chamber or uh, a confirmation bias factory where I just believe all the same things um, and I just kind of spiral out. So I think the diversity uh, in, in friendships that I've had have, have helped paint a um, probably a more accurate picture uh, of who God is too, just seeing different elements of um, people's personalities coming out and just uh, having friends who are a little bit more empathetic, having friendships who have a deep desire for, for justice, uh, having having friends who are very forgiving and loving. And um, it, it just kind of helps build out uh, like a, a better picture of the image of God. Like we all have a piece, I feel like, and it kind of comes together and forms into something a little bit more clear uh, when we're able to have those uh, those different friendships in our lives. Yeah, I I have a different experience where I desire a diversity of friendships where we don't have to, you know, live within, as you mentioned, Patrick, our own echo chamber. But um, I've talked about my friendship throughout, but I've also had my share of friendship conflicts um, in the last, I would say, five years. And most of them have been about theological differences where our friendship has ended by my other friend because we just couldn't see eye to eye on um, certain theological doctrines or just how we view the church and parent mm-hmm. organizations. And unfortunately, yeah, I've just had a lot of friendships that have ended because of our differences. And yeah, I've just learned a lot about uh, forgiveness and not becoming bitter uh, because i that's sort of my tendency is to look in words and become bitter, but um, God has actually taught me in some very painful ways about forgiving others, um, especially as we continue to do life together, even though the friendship has officially ended. Hmm. Yeah. So I have a question to follow up on that then. So was <laughs> there, um, 
what what caused the friendship to to actually uh, end like, like definitively? Was your like was your friendship kind of built on the understanding that those things what you know you guys mutually agreed on those things and then it kind of fell apart or what like was it affecting you know different areas of your life and you just couldn't enjoy each other's company like why did it why did it come to an end well i'm just thinking of this one particular friendship we were really close and we hung out a lot knowing that we were very different theologically um but i noticed sort of a pulling away uh, mm. of the friendship and when i you know ask this dear friend I'm like why are you pulling away because I still want to continue on in our friendship um, um, she had said that we just cannot be friends because we are very different hmm. and friendship is going nowhere because of our differences so um, I didn't agree with that I thought we could have a great friendship despite right. our differences but um, that's not how she viewed friendship so hmm. yeah, I guess sometimes we don't have control over the other person deciding to yeah. end the friendship a negative sort of story, but um, God does use these um, things to conform us. How, how specifically have you seen it shape you? Yeah, I think I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm learning a lot about forgiveness lately and what that looks like um, and understanding God's forgiveness in a way I don't think I've ever understood. I thought I had learned about forgiveness early on uh, in my childhood, but I've just come to a, a more of a bigger and greater understanding of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and forgiving and sort of still, you know, living in community with um, others, which is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. As we talk about this, I remembered um, a colleague slash maybe I would consider him a friend of mine who actually said that a true friend is somebody who you sacrifice everything for without losing who you actually are, like the ability to maintain your identity, but still like sacrifice everything for this other person. And I think that in the friendships that I've had, I, th- I think that's what I've experienced is like people who have been their unique selves, but who still sacrifice for the friendship, like whether that's time or doing some crazy activity that I want to do, like go to like 20 walk off the earth concerts or something. <laughs> Patrick and I have gone to many of those or um, like trying new foods or whatever it might be, or just even listening to my endless boring stories uh, or whatever it might be um but like or just physically being present or being present through text like we all live in different cities but I still feel like we're super close friends um and through prayer and different things and, and there's like a bit of sacrifice in being there uh for for one another but you're still uniquely yourself um as well and I think when I think of like God's friendship towards me, I do think that that like he is himself, but he sacrificed himself, but he doesn't change like who he is for me. Um, Where in some friendships I have found it quite difficult um, where people expect you to like to change for who, who they want you to be um, and to alter themselves completely. Um, Not just like, to change for the better and to mature in their relationship with God or in, you know, in general to become a more mature person, but rather to completely change. Um, 
But what are some of the dangers that you guys have seen that we need to be aware of in ourselves that can make pursuing friendship harmful? You set that up pretty nice <laughs> with your with your example. I think I think sometimes in the in pursuit of a friendship, uh, you can sacrifice you know who you are in order to um, attain that friendship. Like I would say, for most of my like high school experience, I probably would have done that. Where like I would have sacrificed maybe who I am or what my convictions are, or at least compromising them in some way in order to be liked or accepted by a certain group or a certain um, person that I wanted to be my friend. Um, and I think that slowly, that slowly eroded as I, you know, built better uh, friendships and better relationships and um, kind of built a, a stronger sense of who I am and, and my own identity. I think that was part of it, too, is when you're not really sure who you are and you're you're trying to find, you know, your um, like the person you're trying to grow into to be, you can be a lot more easily persuaded. Um, by people trying to get you to conform to, you know, their ideal friend, which might not be the most healthy thing for you. So I think if you're if you're not solid in your in your convictions and um, you have, I don't know, maybe a, a very high need to, to please people, you could you could sacrifice a lot in order to pursue a friendship. Uh, I think also with Christian friendships, it's it's unique in the in the sense that you you do have that freedom. So once you once you you no longer put all of your stake in whether or not that person approves of you or that that person you know likes you, then you're more free to be yourself because you know you're accepted and, and loved by God, and and you don't need this person's approval in order to feel whole or to feel complete or to feel fully accepted. You're more free to kind of hold that friendship with an open hand. And I think in that in that context, I've actually built my strongest relationships uh, where I, I haven't needed to sacrifice who I am. I've been able to come with my, my whole genuine authentic self and people have been able to either accept or reject that. And it just comes out in the friends that end up sticking around and the friends that draw closer and the friends that kind of, you know, um, you know, pull away or, or, or move out of your life. I have seen dangers uh, in pursuing good friendship um, sort of within myself um, in my own life, I, I, you know what, Patrick, you quoted um, C.S. Lewis from his book, Four Loves, which is a really great book on, you know, French, there's a chapter on friendship, but he has this quote where he says, friendship is born at that moment when one person says to another, what, you two? I thought it was the only one. And I think I have gone about a lot of my sort of, um, the last sort of five years looking for that other person to say me too you know I kind of like have these conversations with an agenda I'm like will this person say me too if I kind of portrayed this side of my life and I've gone about um, looking for friendships which is a good thing but looking for that unicorn friendship you know the mom who is the same age as me and she goes to the same faith community as I do and she has school-age kids just like I do and she loves to study the Bible and read books, and we're just going to discuss all those things while our kids play together. Our husbands would get along really well, and we would swap kids for date nights, and she would make meals for me, I would make meals for her, and just like I created this um, vision of my perfect friend, and I have pursued this vision of my perfect friend, but I, what I've realized over the course of time is that I'm actually pursuing myself in others 
different mm-hmm. from you, Patrick, because I know you mentioned that you actually don't want to pursue friendships that are people like you, right? But for me, <laughs> I think what I realized simply is that I've been looking for myself in others, thinking that it will fulfill this deep need I have for a friendship. So my danger is actually idolizing a version of friendship that kind of looks like befriending myself, if that makes any sense. Yeah, for sure. That's funny. Like when you put those together, it's C.S. Lewis definitely disagrees with himself (laughs) where in in yours, he's totally saying like, oh, it actually is like, it's a bit of convenience. Like, oh, this person thinks the way that I do like, whoa, crazy. What are the odds? Um, And and then he goes and says, God actually orchestrates um, Mm -hmm. our friendships, uh, not based on that. Um, This other quote, I don't have it. So I I might, uh, they might ruin it, but he talks about, um, like two people admiring the same thing and finding the beauty of it. Does that ring a bell? It's like staring at the same mountain and just seeing the beauty and like that mutual enjoyment of, of that thing, um, you know, builds friendships too. Oh man. I don't remember what the quote is, but anyways, I think that it's it's a similar idea of just being able, having a mutual appreciation or admiration, or maybe that's a, like a good analogy for for having the same faith is just having a mutual um, love for, for the beauty of of Jesus. Um, But yeah, I, I, I actually, I agree with you where um, you, it, it's easy to, to, to pursue friendships that closely mirror things that are just easy for you or to agree with, or that are just like friendships of convenience. Like a lot of our friendships in life are just friendships of convenience because we just happen to be close to each other. Right. Um, I think I've been challenged more lately to try and like push back against that idea of, of being friendships of convenience and kind of embracing this idea of that, like God has placed us, like God's placed me in Kitchener in a certain like demographic area where I interact with certain people and those people might not be the people that I would, you know, choose from a list of a hundred. If I was like picking my roster of friends based on, you know, where our, our likes and dislikes align, but God's placed me here. So how am I going, how am I going to see those as uh, potential friendships that God might have placed in my life or ordained for me? and pursue them with the hope that even though it might not be easy or convenient, that it might actually help me grow in my faith. It might actually um, give me, you know, some sort of resilience and loving people that aren't exactly like me. That's the ideal. I'm not, I'm not that great as at pursuing it yet. Um, the thoughts are there, the actions are still kind of slow to catch up, but um, that is one of those convictions that's kind of been on me is to, uh, like I actually have had, had um, few, very few, but a couple of friends in my life that I've chosen to be friends with, not because of any um, alignment of our personalities, but because, you know, God's put this person in my life and this person is pursuing a friendship. So I'm going to see what God has for me in this friendship. And I'm going to, um, you know, be uncomfortable, not sacrifice myself, but, you know, put myself in a position where I'm not maybe benefiting in, in this um, scenario. And, and just choose to love this person and see it as kind of like a practice um, to try and grow in. And, uh, and I, I have to say, it's been good. I've, I've, I've learned things. That I think I've grown in my, my discipline and grown in, even in seeing love for that person um, as I've pushed myself uh, beyond my boundaries to try and love them. So that's a good point, actually. It totally reminds, you know, um, me of sort of my own idol of comfort and convenience in pursuing sort of these friendships that look just like me. And I probably bypassed a lot of friendships that could have been really good um, in looking for this sort of very narrow vision of what friendship is. Um, Yeah. I was just thinking about my current friends. Like all my friends are 
pretty much not in the same stage of life as me. Like they're all either married with children or about to have children or just married (laughs) Um, or they're much younger than I am um, and single. And it's like those are those are my current friends currently. (laughs) And so like there's so there's like just that difference in stage of life um and they're really I haven't I haven't really met anyone who is like that like that unicorn friend friend like you mentioned Karen as well um though I think that like you guys come close to the unicorn friends (laughs) um like when we all met we were all you know single and I mean I was older than Patrick but there were some similarities there and um I think growing and learning together um at the same time like there was I think like having some similarities is like that helpful thing but then like you said there is something like God pursued a friendship with us when we were so different from him um made in his image but so different and I just think of how thankful I am that he pursued that friendship with us and wasn't like I need you to be exactly like me in order to be my friend um but I understand I think that desire like I it's funny because I was like oh am I like looking for this type of um relationship in like a marriage kind of context like am I like trying to marry myself (laughs) there's a challenge in there for me somewhere that I will need to think more about but it's not like there's many options anyways it's COVID (laughs) we might need to edit that in post who knows Um, what has it looked like for you to be open to letting God use friendships to form you in positive ways? Oh, I keep answering ahead of the questions. Refer to my last statement <laughs> about um, God putting people in my life that I wouldn't uh, naturally be inclined to be friends with um, and using them as a, an opportunity to, to, to grow and be pushed out of my comfort zone and to, um, to choose to love people rather than to um, just naturally and easily love people. I think uh, that has helped me grow a lot. I might think of more of Karen as has stuff to say, but I feel like I talk too much and use up all my answers. <laughs> it's like an essay refer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please see previous answer. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, what I'm learning and I haven't arrived at this, I'm a pilgrim alongside all of you guys is that I need to stop approaching friendships, whether it be peer-to-peer friendships or sort of intergenerational friendships as how this friendship can benefit me and convenience be, but rather change my mindset and how can I serve this person? So approaching friendship um, with the act, sort of the mindset of serving. Um, Yeah, that's something uh, that I've kind of been thinking about lately. And I also think the book of Proverbs is actually an excellent place to uh, go to for if you want to see like how God can use friendships to form us. Um, one thing, one of the verses that sort of comes to mind and has been very apparent in my life lately is um, Proverbs seventeen seventeen says that a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. And I've, I've actually had a very hard three months Um, probably some of the most traumatic, one of the most traumatic things has happened in our lives. And I've just seen God bring, you know, 
when he talks about this brothers born for adversity, he's talking about a friendship that is um, as close as a brother would be, um, you know, like a blood brother. And I've seen friends, you know, just serve me and be the hands and feet of God in practical ways. I've experienced friends pray for me when I had no words to pray. I've had friends pray scripture over me when I couldn't bring myself to read scripture. I've had friends just listen to me and weep, weep with me as I've wept. So I've truly experienced um, how God has allowed uh, friendships to uh, minister to me in this hard season. Um, and yeah, I, I really do think that the last three months have actually even shown me who my true friends are mm -hmm. and who aren't. Um, yeah, this is uh, one of the verses that I've been going to the last couple of months. Yeah, thanks for sharing that with us, Karen. Um, I'm, I am, yeah, sad to hear. I'm, I mean, I know because I'm your friend <laughs> what's going on in your life. Um, but I am glad that God is using using just people to love you and to, to show you what his love and what his friendship looks like to you in this season as well. I think we all want those kinds of friends who meet us when we are experiencing hardship and to serve us and to love us and, um, and, and point us back to a God who sees our pain and, and sits with, sits with us, uh, in that pain. I've never actually interpreted that verse in that way as well. And so I'm, I'm actually really thankful that you just shared that and interpreted it in that way. I always thought it was like two separate kind of relationships. Like one is like the friendship that loves you always. And then, you know, like family is there in the hard times, like, but they're not always there all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I just, I just like Karen's uh, interpretation of that because you don't really like, sometimes your, your blood family isn't there, right? Like sometimes you just don't have that. And there are many situations, even in my own life where not that I don't like, I have a very loving and supporting family, but there are friends who God has put in my life who, who have, you know, been there through adversity and hard times and are like, I consider these people to be my family because, because of um, like all those things that Karen mentioned that they're there for you, that they love you in, in times of adversity and they'll support you and be those things for you that you cannot be, be yourself in those moments and uh, just minister you that way. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a great way of looking at it. Those are all my questions. <laughs> This has been really helpful for me. I'm glad. We should talk more. <laughs> I actually think one of the best books on this topic is uh, Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And oh, I think yeah. it's a, a read, like everyone should read that book. Anyway. I have yeah. that book. Oh, you do? Have and you read I started reading it and I never finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it often. Yeah, that was the first book I read from Dietrich Bonhoeffer on a um, a church retreat, actually. Um, and I I don't remember anything but the feelings that the book gave me. Uh, so maybe I should go uh, read it again because I felt great after reading. I was like, this is awesome. But I don't remember anything from it, so I should read it again. What were those feelings that the book gave you? Uh, they were great. They were they were hopeful. It was fresh perspective. I think it was also at a time when I was new to my church and I didn't have a lot of those friendships and I felt kind of like lost. Um, and uh, it was on like the, like the first you know retreat and I was starting to 
um, like meet people and be a little bit more bold and just kind of view friendship in a, in a different way. And yeah, that, that was the book that we had like kind of guided our, you know, our, our small groups throughout the week. And it was just really, really helpful way to frame the, the weekend in a, in a moment where you are actually building that community together. Mm-hmm. Good book. I second the recommendation. Another book, actually, and it's specifically for female friendship. It builds off the Proverbs seventeen seventeen verse. It's called "Closer than a sister," as opposed to "Closer than a brother." Uh, how union with Christ um, forms our friendships, or something, by Christina Fox. Um, another very good read, specifically for female friendships. Mm-hmm. You think a guy would learn anything from it? I think so. <laughs> about female friendships or about male friendships? Um, she kind of gives you sort of a biblical understanding of what biblical friendship is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are two of my top two favorite books on this topic. Thank you, Karen and Patrick, for just joining me on this episode and sharing about friendship. I feel like there's so much more that we could probably say on this topic. And um, I do hope that for those who are listening, that they can experience God as friend. And um, if that's a new term, like it is for Patrick, that it would be something to explore more in God's character. And um, as you enjoy the friendships that God has given you as well, that you would see more of God too. At the end of every episode, we like to just give you a couple of questions to help you reflect on what you've just heard. So here are those questions. Do you see God as a friend? How has God shown you that he is your friend? Who might God have in your life to pursue in friendship? Think about your friendships. Are your friendships diverse? Are there patterns in the friendships you have? Are you able to be yourself with your friends? while still sacrificing for them. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that through it, you have grown in understanding friendship and how God uses it to shape and form us in our lives and that you would experience God in a deeper manner as your friend.